Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the footy podcast where we are eloquent AF about all things Aussie rules. My name is Emil Freund. And my name is Bart Welch. Thank you for listening in this Friday, the 12th of July. Emil. It's 4.18pm. No, sorry, it's 4.13pm. I tell a lie. Uh, Welcome to the show and, and thanks for joining us. Bart. Yes, Emil. How do you feel? How do you, how how are you feeling about football this week? Much the same as last week. I'm uh, very much checking out from my team's um, dreams and hopes and goals uh, and lack of goals. Can't kick for shit, Millie. Um, but football's heating up though. Big week for coaches. Sure is. Long week in football for coaches. Ooh. Yeah, man, that merry-go-round just keeps on spinning, doesn't it? It does. You feel like it's a it's about to. I don't know. All the horses are going to come off their rails and yeah. murder the innocent bystanders. There are going to be some casualties. But there, there will be. There have been some. And there's going to be more. There, absolutely. Those carnies better get into gear and tighten up those screws on that merry-go-round because there'll be some We've deaths. all seen Toy Story 4. Those carnies aren't even watching. Exactly. They aren't watching. You can you can steal all the toys from behind their back. You can. They need to be more accountable, I reckon, carnies. How, how does it feel, Bart, to be uh, at a club with a coach who's going to be sacked by the end of the year or won't be there for next year. Yeah. Well, kind of good. <laughs> really good. No, I, I think... Kind of good. Really great. I think um, my... I reckon it's... Um, it is probably time for Richo at the moment, even though I like him and he could have been the guy for us and there's been a heap of things out of his control, like p- terrible list management and bad injuries and this and that, but you can't ignore six Not years. being able to recruit that big fish. That's right. All of those things that are out of absolutely out of his control, even like match selection, you know, there's been a few things that... You know he can't he can't control. So, but I also think that there's times in game where I'm like, why do we why have we been like this for the last few years? Why have we played in this style? Why do we always bomb it long like this? Or why don't we change up mid game? Like, and there's bits that just feel like they're coach related, or they are coach related. And six years without any finals is tough, even if you are rebuilding. I don't know. It feels like he's a dead man walking. It feels like the players no, we're not playing finals again, and it's just another fucking year. So. A lot of in a, in a lot of senses, it's like why even why not do it right now? So like why not actually just if we have a, we'll lose to Geelong GMHBA this week, so why not just get it done? I know we're gonna have to pay him anyway. We're gonna lose. What are we gonna lose? Seven weeks of payout. No, that doesn't matter. Who cares? You can get the jump. Well, maybe it does at St Kilda. I don't know. They're in some debt. We're in some debt, but we've got a lot of... A lot of that move to Moorabbin must have been expensive. It would have been, and we're yeah we're thirty million dollars or something like that in debt, but. Um, uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like we've just got Brett Ratton there waiting in the wings, and he should coach us. And we might as well get rid of Richo now, and have this. You know, we we can get our refreshed interim coach feeling, and see what that looks like. See if that's a thing for us. Get I, that. Well, you might as well get the bump. Yeah, right. A couple it happen- of extra wins in the year. If, if that's all it is. And, you know, statistically we can still make finals, but of course we're not going to make finals. We need to win like literally every game or we could lose one and then we might scrape in off our terrible percentage. If you're playing like the Bulldogs have been the last few weeks, then you'd be like, all right, yeah, why Let's not? Do they it. can do it. Um, mm. But, but we'd yeah, only get to... We, and we'd only... But I think a lot of that is because we've got Richo at the helm. You know, if we had a Brett Ratton or something, then we probably we could be playing like the Bulldogs. Like you know, an underperforming side with injuries and whatnot, but with a fresh coach and a fresh feel around the club. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It feels like any moment he could go. I f- it, feel, it really feels like he could go next week. 
Like, I reckon if we lose to Geelong by 50 points or whatever, which we probably will, I reckon I reckon he might be done. I reckon he might be done next week. It's supposed to be a wet day down there. Maybe it'll save his job and save the washes of, of a big hiding. Right, I didn't know that. That's that's interesting. Well, we're not a great wet weather footy team either, so maybe it'll work against us. Um, but that's good. that's a good sign. Put a dampener on the whole day. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought the wet weather thing might aid to the spirit of Moorabbin thing, you know? Maybe, but we don't have that rough and tumble spirit at the minute because we don't look very confident. <laughs> and it feels no. like you said it about Bolton, you know, if you've lost the conf, you know, if your players aren't, have lost their confidence and you can't inspire them, then you're kind of done. Like, Yeah, and if they are, if they have decided that they're going to move on from Richo and, and nothing the club has said has really kind of uh, been definitive that they are or they're not, but it, that leads you to think that they're probably going to move on because if they had decided they're going to keep stick with him and the knives have had been out the way they have been, then it's the role of the club to come out and get behind their man and staunchly back them to the hilt, give them the full support of the board and all that. Yeah, the usual. But they haven't crap. really done that. No, have they? they haven't. Instead, Lethlin's come out bit vague. Yeah, and instead, Lethlin's come out and been like, "Well, we need to win. We need to improve. He'll be our coach if we keep improving." And saying, you know, he, in his clause, he needs to win a final to be coaching next year. That's what he needs to do. So yeah. why fucking stick with him now when we, we need to win seven in a row and then win? Like, unrealistic. So we might as well either start the search now. And a lot of the talk apparently is like Brad Scott, Brad Scott to St Kilda. It's already happening. Brad Scott to St Kilda. Um, yeah, that is a lot of the talk. Which I don't... I guess where there's smoke, there must be some fire. But I hope that's not a big fire. Because like... I just unless there's a smoke machine. Unless there's a smoke machine, and in that case, fucking invite me and let's have a dance. That sounds awesome. Um, <laughs> but if it's Brad Scott, Re- rekindle Brad- the St Kilda disco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if Brad Scott has lit the fire, then I don't know if I want to be dancing around that smoke machine. I don't know if he's. I'm not sure, man. Oh, Emilio, I've got a delivery at the door. I gotta go right now. All right. Uh, no, 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 you got to do that. Yeah. We'll, um, Maybe I'll, you can I'll vamp. Just, I'll just ramble. You can ramble. Yeah, I'll, I'll ramble. Okay, hit us up with that ramble. <laughs> I'll be back as soon right, as I can. All right, all right. All right Emil's going to entertain okay. everybody. Here he goes. Emil, frying everybody. So, um, AFL footy season round. I haven't even said what round it is. It's round 17 this week. That's what it is. I imagine people were getting this on the Saturday. Um, probably. We'll, we'll upload it Friday night by the time we get all... The things done and said and done. I'm hoping that my recordings worked. I think it has. I've got a new setup, which you may have uh, picked up on if the audio quality my end has improved. Hopefully, we're not getting those weird echoes from the recordings of, of time past that we had. Um, but this is a new setup, and it's it's a little bit unproven. Do I am I negligent in my duty as a podcaster to have not tested it? Yes, yes, loyal listener. Yes, I am negligent in my duty as a podcaster, but I feel like it would be out of spirit of this show if I had pre-tested it and done that work beforehand. I think the flying by to the seat of the pants is part of the appeal of AF eloquence. We're eloquent. We're not AF technical. Otherwise, we would have called the show AF technical, which is less catchy. I'm sure you'll agree. Now, I've been re-watching a lot of The Simpsons 
which has been, I mean, I've also moved back to Ballarat recently. The two things may or may not be linked. Um, read into that what you will. It could be because I've moved back to Ballarat because I was watching too much Simpsons or maybe there's less to do in Ballarat and so I'm watching a lot of The Simpsons. I'm up to season seven. I've uh, gone through the whole entire kaboom uh, from season one. Season one's a lot darker than I had remembered. Also, season seven was made in 1995, which is the same year Toy Story was made. Um, I was also five that year, and I, I feel like I came to that show a lot later than five, especially season seven, much, much later than that. Um, so it's been a weird trip down memory lane, especially back in my old childhood home watching that show. I always get the feeling at the end of The Simpsons that dinner's about to be ready. That was our routine with Simpsons at 6pm uh, on Channel 10 and then dinner at, you know, some sometime after that. But that was always, that was a non-negotiable. So we later on in life, we snuck in Neighbours after The Simpsons, but that was, that was short-lived as we can only wish the show Neighbours was. Now, Daria was another show we watched. Uh, I didn't watch as much Daria as... I mean, I feel like it would be more worthy now to go back and watch all of Daria, seeing as I haven't watched a lot of it before. And I, I was surprised by how damn much I remembered from The Simpsons that I've been re-watching. Like, details, some certain specific details, certain punchlines... Uh, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten and, and little ways into things. But for the most part, I remember such a great deal about this show. It, the retention is crazy, which just shows you that it, it. I watched either a lot of it or it was at a time that was really impactful for me, which say what you will, but um, maybe my return to childhood over recent times has been a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, but it is certainly emotionally unstable. I couldn't, ag- Welcome back, I couldn't agree more, Amelia. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. That's all I'll say about about that. It's nice that you <laughs> introspective musings are a good thing, and um, I reckon you're in the right track. Well, for once, we're not having an each way bet. We're on the same page in this one. That's right. <laughs> We've chosen a lane and we're sticking to it. You know me, Mealy. I'm a one lane kind of guy. That's right. Get out of my lane. Right. You can't handle the heat. Bart's way or the highway. That's, you've always said that's that. That's right, and it's a big that's one the, that's, way that's highway. The, that's the motto of this podcast. Bart's way or the highway. <laughs> that's right. I guess it is in a sense. I did just like leave mid podcast to go and pick yeah, up you, my delivery from Temple and Webster. You, the good people at Temple and Webster. Oh, good. You left exactly well, maybe four minutes ago, which would have put it at about four twenty p.m. Four twenty, right on the dot. So well, I had a tasty that. delivery from Temple and Webster right at four twenty. Or did I, mm. Emil Freund? Yes, dun, it was dun, a duvet dun, cover from Temple and Webster. <laughs> it is lovely. It's a nice well, herb green colour. you got to keep toasty up in Sydney. Oh, but. you know it. I'm going to get toasted ASAP, merely. If you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Um, well, let's get you, back on to football talk, shall we? <laughs> I am we intrigued shall. to hear let's what you uh, chatted about for those few minutes there. Very interesting. Oh, well, you can you can you can listen back, and and there's a few little nuggets in there for you. No, I will. Um, now, merely we <laughs> were talking coaches, merry-go-rounds, the fate of Alan Richardson, which I think is sealed. Do you think it's sealed? Do you think it's going to be done before the season's out? Speaking from the outside, which is the only spot I occupy uh, in the footy world, we've 
we've talked about wanting to crack the inside and we will at some point but but at the moment from our uh seat in the cheap seats yeah it it just seems it just seems like a done deal yeah. i mean maybe that's because that's what everyone in the media is saying but where else do you get your information if you're from the outside um and they generally get yeah inside tips they hear the word from their sources and their sources are legit. And so it's worrying when you hear that many people talking about Brad Scott or St Kilda or whatever or this many people damning his Richo's name. It feels like it's going to happen any moment. Well, why else are there so many ex-fucking footballers in the football media? It must be because of their connections and the information they get. And if that's what they're, if that's the prevailing narrative, which it is... It's usually... And also... Yeah. It, we, exactly. Where there's smoke, there is fire. Mm-hmm. And speaking from a point of view of a club who this century have sacked four or five coaches, um, I'm happy to be corrected on that and be told it's more like 10. Mm-hmm. Um, then I can testify that when all the chatter is that your coach is going to be out of a job at season's end, every damn time that's what's happened. Yep. Every damn time. Yep. And this is following that narrative again, isn't it? It's following the script, all the talk around him. There's other, uh, there was, there's other coaches who are looking for jobs. There's mid season sackings and it's all the, like you said, that merry go rounds are moving and this is, it's just what is going to happen. Richo will not be the coach at St Kilda next year. So therefore, regardless of all the things, aforementioned things and problems and stuff out of his control, if we've got seven weeks left, why not, make the move now if, if he's not going to be coached. Now, everyone knows that. The players aren't idiots. I know they'd be, some of them would try and be off social media a bit more than usual, but most of them aren't. They're on there. And if you're around, oh, yeah. around the zeitgeist or you're around the AFL and the media, you know that Richard needs to win a final in the team that you play in. You know the pressure. You know that Brad Scott's around. Like, whatever it is, you know. You know all you, this. You know how far off you are from winning a final. Yeah, moment. you know this. You know that, you know, you know all the ins and outs of this. And you're not, in, you're not, um, the, the wool can't be pulled over your eyes in this one. So I reckon wh- why not release that pressure valve? I reckon it's done. It should, uh, Ratton should be our interim coach as of next week. And then just see, play around. Got the, got these next six weeks to see where you're at, see where the players are at, do that clean out again. And then, and then. I think why not? Whatever. Because, I mean, he, he would certainly be in conversation to take the senior job. Um, next year, regardless, but why not give them? Might not give him the, the 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 seven weeks or six weeks or however however long it ends up being. Why not give him that to see what he would do with the team that is, they've got at the moment? Why not check that out? Because it it could prove to be, oh yes, this is the road we want to take. Or no, this game style is not working. We don't think that he's making the right decisions. Or tactical moves we don't agree with the game style whatever it is you get to see that demonstrated on the park rather than it just be speculated upon yeah and yeah speculating and let's use brad scott again like how he what he might be as a coach we've got a guy there who is a, a former head coach of a big club who can handle the heat and who as you said he lost his job at the hands of carlton um but who's there ready to go who i really like not that that matters if I like him, but who has um, an energy that looks like he can inspire the the players. He's he's in between the generations. Like Richo, if anything, is more of an old school guy than a new school. He's got a bit of a mentor thing, but he's still a pretty stern... He's not an open book, Alan Richardson. Even when he was in his 20s, I reckon he would have presented as, a, as an old man. Definitely. Pleasingly positive Richo, 24-year-old Richo, old man Alan. Um, but I... I 
I feel like um, uh, Ratten's got something about him that that really galvanizes our players. And I know I don't. And all this talk of Brad Scott, I don't. I just why do we need to get Brad Scott, who got left Kangaroos after ten years and didn't you know got them to a couple of finals and maybe won one or two and and then in this year you know. He he had this team and they were nothing. They were just this boring. He looks, yeah. He's he's got a bit of that old hard Scott edge. So he's a bit of a stubborn old man. He doesn't bit of a bit of fear. You know, brings a bit of fear to the table. He's pretty intimidating. Why is that? Why a, is, why that, is that, that a positive is that thing a on a CV? And who also I don't know. and then who now has lost his his job at the Roos and then they bring in a you know, another open, honest bloke, a young, fresh bit of talent in the. In, at the at the shin bonus, and then they're winning a bunch of games, and the same team is doing it. And I know it's that you know he's playing a high risk, fast paced, exciting thing. You know, take all the shackles off and just play, which might not be sustainable. But it's the same list that Brad Scott had, and they look a complete different unit. And why do we need to rush and get Brad Scott? Because is he he's not Clarko? Is he any good? I don't know. Is on a flag? Who knows? No, that's right. A couple of pl- that's the biggest highlight on his CV, and that's the thing people often always point to when they're talking about why Brad Scott is in the mix for these jobs. And that's oh, he took a very average list, a very average team to a couple of prelims, and, and yeah, okay, I guess he did. I, I I feel like I feel like regardless of uh, the list at North Melbourne, because they're such a sp- anonymous club. Mm. Unless you've got Wayne Carey in it, they're going to seem like an average team because nobody knows who they are. Like yeah. they've got some very, very good players, as we've been noticing over the last few weeks when they've been winning. I don't know. Was the list that average when he took them to prelims? Surely not. It can't have been. They were consistently good for two, three years. hundred percent. Yeah. If, if you're if you're making prelims and winning finals, it can't be that average. Like it just. It, That's right. It, your your perception's just wrong on the list, and it well. And speaking about them again, because you're right, they are often in the dark. The Roos, much like the Saints, they're not that high profile destination club. But the same thing this yep. year. Started this year, people are absolutely writing them off, saying they've got no young players coming through, and their old players are getting old, and they're just sh- they've got a shit list. And now that talk is. Yeah, of course. The other full one eighty degrees on that. Great young players coming through: Simpkin, Larky, Luke Davies, Uniaki. Look at them all. Right. Um, yeah, as four well. rising stars this oh, year, but yeah, four. exactly. Oh, look at this. Shackles are off. All of these players, and then they're veterans. They don't even have Higgins out there, and they're playing amazing. Everyone loves Ben Cunnington. Zebel's a captain who leads in the front. Ben Brown in the forward line. You know, these rocks in defence. Robbie Tarrant, he could be an All-Australian back there. Yeah, Tarrant and Thompson, look at them, rocks in defence. And and it's the same list under the, you know. It's all of, who knows what to believe, Mealy? Who knows what to believe? I heard a great chat on um, uh, on SEN today with Sam McClure and Bob Murphy talking about this. And they, something Bob Murphy pointed out, which was, I thought, a really good observation, was that it seems that for the ruse, the style has been... Uh, it's they've changed the style from an observer's point of view. The style of footy they've been playing since the switch of coach, and from his point of view, he was saying that he thought that it was utilizing the talent that was on the books and their particular strengths. You know, he, he was talking about um, the hardness and the attack on the footy and the player that we've seen over recent weeks with the Roos, and and that that works for the kangaroos because they're the kinds of players they've got and the kinds of leaders they've got it wouldn't work for every team you couldn't take the gold coast and make them play in that same style because they don't have the big mature physical bodies and they may not want to play that way sure yeah but if that that should be the biggest reason why you would 
not hire Brad Scott if he wasn't making the most use of the players on his list. And I don't know. Yeah. There must be a whole bunch of other reasons. But if he's not utilizing the strengths of his list, he's not a good coach. Yeah, because apparently he did that when they weren't any good in those prelims. You know, he he made a shitty li- list look good. What's he done with this shitty li- list that apparently isn't that shitty? He's coaching the wrong way. Not to their strengths, like you say, with their big bulls, the contested shin bonus style that they can... That they're playing in now that is really entertaining. He wasn't doing that. Why do we want this guy to come in and right? coach our underperforming list? I don't know, man. I think a fresh pair of eyes is a, is a wonderful thing sometimes, and maybe that's what the effect we're seeing with these interim coaches is. I don't know. But Ratten is a fresh pair of eyes on this St Kilda list. He hasn't been there. This is his first, first year. year in that job. Yep. And and also we you know I know this year hasn't been the best year but we're still six and eight or whatever it is um, and we we've won six games this year we won four last year we were tipped to be wooden spooners. one more than the Brisbane Lions last year who are top four look at this them this year. year exactly and this is, and I would I would argue and say that part of this part of the reason we've changed there's many reasons but a big part would be Brett Ratton I would suggest um, so he's still fresh. If Richo go, and he doesn't, he's not having all the say. He's an assistant. If it was just his team, I'd like to see what he can do. Perhaps in a six-week trial. If only one could be arranged, some sort of mm. job trial mm. where you could get the coach to coach an actual footy yeah. team against actual footy clubs. Yeah. Maybe with some sort of premiership points on offer. I don't know. Probably too hard basket. Too hard for me. If only such thing existed. But I guess we'll just have to wait for Richo to finish up at the end of the year, waste these six weeks, and then get Bradley Scott to coach our club. Maybe he'll be good. Who knows? Are we any good? Well, I, you know, he took a very average list to two prelims, but let's not forget that. That's true. I'm not forgetting that. That's true. He did. Yep. I'm going to remember that when, the, when 10 years ago, when <laughs> whatever the history was at in 2010 or whenever this was. Yeah, man. It's. I liked what you said about uh, the well about the assistant coaches not having all the say because that, that has been the narrative at Carlton a bit this year about David Teague's appointment in that um, – because a lot of people were very concerned when they decided that he'd be the caretaker coach, the interim coach, because he was the forward line coach and we had been really underperforming at this forward line, especially this year. Um, and then since he's been in, our scoring has just gone through the roof. We've gone from an average of like 60, yeah. 70 points a game to 90 to 100 You're points 100. a game. You've, you've broken that 100-point right? uh, hoodoo multiple times now. Yeah, twice since David Teague's taken the job. Um, and it took 40 and games. we've come back from 30-odd points down five times within four weeks. Yeah. Like that's The forwards coaches... We're scoring okay. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, the forwards coach is bringing an attacking brand that's exciting in your scoring. And if you, if you score that highly, consistently, you, get, you win more often than not. Well, I've heard that if you score more points than the opposition, then you win most of those times. That's right. 100% you know, of, the of the time when yeah. you score more than your opposition, you win, which is Whoa. a stat that gets missed. 100% of the time. Because that's a big... You are the statistician in the group, Bart, and it true. is your that's way true. or the highway, that's, so I'm going your way. That's right. Thank you. Hop on no, but the reason I bring it up is because the, the, the head coach, you, you can see the impact right there of the senior coach and their final say on decision-making process. I'm sure that this is the... Well, clearly, this is the way David Teague would have wanted the team and the forward line to be playing. Yes. Otherwise, that's... I mean, this is what he wanted. He's coaching now, so he's implementing it. But that is not the way that Brendan Bolton was letting them play or letting him coach. 
And now you see what happens when uh, someone with a more, well, just a different point of view comes along and a different game style tries to utilize the pieces and strengths of the group in different ways. So, I mean, I'm all, what I'm saying is I think we should sack David Teague and get that little extra bump for the last, last yeah. part of the year. We want an extra couple you of You want wins. to do it again. You want to double down. the rebound effect. In a dramatic turn of affairs. You want to dump David Teague, relegate him, and, and bring I in... I reckon install Sam Walsh as a playing coach. Yeah. <laughs> Captain coach. Playing coach. Or, mate, there's also... You've been forgetting. There's a hot coach out there who's looking for a club. Brad Scott is available. Oh, hey, well, he took a he took a very average list of two prelims. So I, I imagine what he could do with Carlton with the list with the stole the words out of my mouth. You've got quite a promising young list. I reckon he could he could even get you to a grand final, maybe a prelim yourself. Hey, well, hello, huh? maybe three prelims. Three prelims, yeah, you could get three prelims of Brad Scott. I reckon that's how positive I, uh, things could be for you guys. Three prelims in a row. How about that? Oh dear. How about that? Uh, and then sack him. Well, well. Um if you had to if you had to and uh I'm gonna just put you on the spot here. Yes. If you had to say who was coaching St Kilda next year, who would you guess? Uh fucking Brett Ratton. Give me Brett Ratton. I that's all I want. I like it. But if but like yeah. we said, I don't, we haven't got any inner sanctum hot tips on this one. So all you can really go by is the media who are pretty much all saying that it's going to be Brad Scott next year. So that feels like it's done already, which I Well, the media all said that Buddy Franklin is going to GWS and true. they're not going to be this wrong twice in 10 years. That's true. They? Ne- that's right. They've got about one in every 10 years they get wrong. So this wouldn't be it. So nah. Yeah. Brad Scott, here we come. <laughs> Um, but no, I really hope. Oh, when Brad Scott. Oh, when Brad Scott goes marching in, I hope it's I hope it's um it's Ratten, and it's it is also quite funny that uh, Richo was an assistant to Brett Ratten when he was coaching at Carlton, and now Rich, uh, Brett Ratten's an assistant to Richo at St Kilda, and I re- I reckon he will get dropped before the end of the year's out, and Ratten will be the interim coach under Richo. So that's there's they, some funny conversations that you can have as old friends. They must be mates, mustn't they? they? Like he wouldn't, they wouldn't have brought him into the club if he wasn't. Yeah, they weren't friends from those Carlton days. I think they're mates. Um, yeah, yeah. They're mates. Um, it weird dynamic. It must be a be really strange. weird dynamic. Gotta be strange. Oh. Uncomfortable at work sometimes. But oh hell yeah, maybe it's just you're so aware that that's how it goes. You know, coaches inevitably will get sacked or they'll walk away because it's because something's not working. You only leave when it's not working or when you're done. If you've got ten premierships in a row and you're just over it or whatever. But so I guess if you know that's the nature of it, and he's had six years at the helm, and he's the second uh, most amount of games co- co- as a St Kilda coach after Alan Jeans. Yep. Like so, he's he's had a fair crack at it. That's a good career as a coach. Time to move. This on. is what Bretton Bolton, Bolton said when he was. Um showing the door at the Blues is that, you know, he was obviously sad and there's been some articles in, in the last week about how sad he is at the moment, which is really terrible and it would be a horrible thing. That sucks. I saw um, that. That is but, sad. Mm. Yeah, very sad. Um, but he, he said, you know, he's like, well, it's just the nature of the business. I knew that's what it was like when I got the opportunity, but took it anyway because that's what I've been striving for. That's what I want. So... Just how it goes, poor poor bloke though. Um, to take the list that we had, and he's grown it considerably. Uh, 
wasn't potentially playing to our strengths, but he's grown it, and now he'll never get the opportunity to coach a senior team again. He just he just won't be a senior coach ever again. Um, he really mainly because he doesn't pass the height requirement. Um, yeah, not you, uh, they've got a a, well, a low blow. You might even say you don't, yeah, it doesn't make the uh, you must be this tall to coach. That's right, sign. coach at senior level. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he won't. He won't. He'll never coach senior team again. And who knows? He may have been. He may have been an excellent coach, and the the three four years just ground him down. And oh, yeah, imagine that media know. scrutiny. It's, it's being a sad story. Carlton coach man under that pressure. He copped a fucking bullet with that list. Like oh yeah, no one, no one. Clarkson could have come into our our club, and he, he would have had a similar. Uh, three four years, to, well at least first couple to Brennan Bolton. Yeah, we you, we gutted the place. Yeah, and, and completely rebuilt it. Yeah, that's, that's right. Down to the foundations. What did you turn over? For, a whole team. 40, Lots of bluestone. A lot of bluestone down, down, down there. A lot of bluestone. Very rock bottom. We're talking. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it turned over forty six players or whatever it is. Or something ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Both both of our coaches. Richo and, and Bolton have had a pretty tough run at it. But at the end of the day, yeah. if it gets us to better, greener pastures, then, you know, that you're doing it for the club, right? I hope that you look, you no look one, better no off. One gets on, no one gets on the merry-go-round without knowing that there is an inherent risk. You must be this tall and, you know, riders ride at their own risk. It's the merry-go-round. We know yeah. there are going to be casualties. That's right. That's why we love it as well. A bit of danger involved. Exactly. You were live. <laughs> well, anyway, imagine imagine a time when the merry-go-round was like, oh my oh, god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it was full roller coaster. These horses, yeah. they're, they're they're moving. <laughs> oh my god, we're going so fast. The carousel. This is an era Still. when bikes were affectionately nicknamed bone shakers. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh, dude, there's a tidbit for you. Hopping on the old bone shaker. The bone shaker. I want to bring it back. You should. I like that. I'm going to use that. Oh, Pop yeah. on the bone shaker, head down to the shops. <laughs> what are you talking about, Bart? What are you getting on? Bart's going crazy. Oh, he keeps bone, sh- bone shakers. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think he's on MDMA or maybe ice. I'm not sure. Doing a lot of MDMA. Get on the bone shakers. <laughs> on the bone yeah. shakers. Picking up a lot of right. parcels from Temple and Webster. I don't know what that means. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Matey. How are you feeling about football this week? How, you going to watch the oh, big grand final rematch tonight? Hell yeah, I am. Um, it's a big game over in over in Perth, mm, isn't it? It is. Um, the and the Eagles jumped into premiership favoritism. Yeah, about on the bookies because I don't look at that stuff. But, no, you know, well, you know me. In light of the Jaden Stevenson, oh, of course, in solid revelation, <laughs> solidarity. With Jaden. That's right. That's right. I'm not placing a bet until Jaden can place a That's bet. That's right. Free Jaden. Hashtag free Jaden. Um, yeah. And in the spirit of Jaden Stevenson, I'll get you to place all my bets for That's me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. $36 multis are my specialty here at Bart's Quick Bets. <laughs> Quick Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, well, who do you like? Who do you like for the Eagles Collingwood game? I, f- I mean, you know, one team's fallen off the cliff; the other team is just gearing up. Is this getting their key parts of the puzzle back? Right, Nat Nui, Gaff, Shepherd—they're all back. All those figures who weren't there last year. Um, is it? Is this the week that Collingwood gets it back together? Is this the week? I'd say no. It's a really hard one to yeah. get your team to get your. Season back on track. 
I don't think it's a big problem that they've lost a couple of games and they're looking a bit scratchy. This is now it's the time to do it. I know that Richmond, I think it was round sixteen when we touched them up in their twenty seventeen campaign. That was when they got beaten by St Kilda by eighty points and then they got their shit together. And it's only around this you know, they're second on the ladder. Oh no, no, they're not on the ladder. They've been jumped. Are they third now? They've dropped they've dropped a third, yeah. No problem. You're third on the ladder. It's seven weeks out from finals. I don't think there's a real issue there. I don't know if this is the week they get it back together, though, because um, it's hard. West Coast are churning along really nicely. Yeah, I think they'll uh, they'll relish this kind of game. They should anyway. That's that's the kind of Collingwood you like to see. The the that big that villain kind of Collingwood who will come out and do it anyway. Yeah, and, exactly. And get the Collingwood soak up the going. booze yeah. from the parochial crowd. To go, kick five. Um, Oh hell yeah! But I just, I just, I don't see it. They're too, they're too injured. They're too out of form. Um, they are injured. And West Coast, are the opposite, mm. um, exact opposite. Yeah. And I think that you know, from a narrative point of view, I think that favoritism doesn't suit the Pies. Um. So going into the finals as as a one of the top contenders, which they probably still will do regardless, but I think that it'll suit them better to have. They have to be the underdogs. They kind of like that narrative. I've, Who doesn't? I've, yeah, that's right. They don't like the pressure. It's in their psyche. The collie wobbles. Like they, they want to. They want to scrap for that top spot. And maybe they're just setting themselves up for that perfect narrative. They're losing a few here. You know, making it a bit tough. People are writing them off. They're underdogs again. They come into the finals. They can get it all together. The injuries back, and they can coast on through and have that dream run. Um, maybe. Wouldn't put it past them. They'd be pretty hard to beat uh, at the G, and I guess we'll see how the finals shake out. But yeah, I, I'm backing West Coast for this game. Yeah, it's, I think it's pretty. I think they're they're looking very good, uh, West Coast. They are, aren't Look they? At the way they demolished Fremantle all <sighs> weekend. Yeah. Who just now now just not in, in anyone's kind of uh, finals calculations. It seems disappointing for Freo fans. Hey, that they because false hope, right? I know the injuries. Well, yeah, done. they've had really bad injuries, but so does ev- so everyone. You know, excuse me. Um, yeah, I, you would have hoped that some people would have stepped in and tried to fill the void that they've lost from, you know, Pierce. He was a big out their defender. He was having a cracking season, but they've fallen apart, haven't they? What's going on here, Freo? They really have. Yeah, not sure. Not sure what's happened there. Sucks. I think. Sucks for them because I feel like people would be, you know, I reckon there was plenty of people who didn't believe they're any good. And it's like, much like North Melbourne, that year where they won nine in a row, and everyone was like, yeah, but you're shit. And then they... Not really, then, though. And then they fell out of the eight. For everyone, <laughs> no. Everyone was right. The tumble. Everyone was right. They, you, no one believed it. You know who Fremantle you know free will need, but let's take him to the next level? Brad Scott, mate. Brad Scott. Brad Scott. I reckon he could get he him. He took a very average list of a couple of prelims. He did. And I reckon he could take Freo to maybe a prelim this year. Hey, I think they could install him right now. They could. He's, on, he's he's free. He's looking for work. Oh, yeah. Call him now. He's got time. <laughs> He'll answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Get Ross to the Saints. All right. Bring him back. Ratten. Bring him back. Maybe it's a... Maybe the prodigal it's, son returns. Exactly. The old switcheroo. Here we go. It's, uh, maybe uh, it's all about... The merry-go-round. The merry-go-round goes full circle and everyone's back to where they started. Ross Lyon comes back to the Saints. Brett Ratten. Bam. Ratten comes to, to the Carlton. Blues. <laughs> Brad Scott pops on a Guernsey, starts playing footy for the Lions again. Yes, Longmire comes back and not only coaches North Melbourne, but captain, captain coaches coach North puts Melbourne, on the boots. 
big holes. <laughs> I like it. It's got legs. Um, it does. So I guess we are moving into our, doing our tips, aren't we? We've both tipped um, yeah. just casually working through it. It's a Friday. Happy Friday. Huh? Happy Friday. TGI. Take, um, Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Tipping is good on Friday. That's what TGIF <laughs> says on this podcast. That's right. And it's TGIF and we're getting stuck into them. Some tasty, tasty tips. Um, what's the next game, Big Melio? Next game is at the SCG. It's the Swans taking on my boys, the Blues, uh, in, a, in a 14th versus 17th stoush. Sydney out of calculations for finals. I don't know if that's technically... Uh, if they're technically out of calculations, but I, I would have thought they'd be yeah, then pretty much out of finals. They're not technically because we aren't technically and we're lower oh, of than course. them. So they must be, but I it would be pretty unlikely. And they don't look like it. Those, there's a, some clear teams in that log jam that don't look like they're playing finals. Sydney's one of them. St Kilda's obviously the other. Um, I don't know, Frio. And then there's a couple that look like they could. North and maybe Essendon. But nah. So what do you think with this one though? How do your Blues boys match up against... The uh, the Bloods. Well, mate, you know what they say about Carlton of David Teague's era? If, you, if we're 30 points down at any point in the game, we're a chance. You are. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know, man. I, Cripps and Mackay are massive ins. Mm. Uh, McGovern's been dropped, which I think was probably about right. Um, he's been in horrible form. Well, not horrible form. He's just not been in good form. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of other players have stepped up in the last little while. So... Who cares if he's being paid the third highest amount at the club? Nah, mate, um, we, if he's not, yeah, we got playing well. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. And, and again, you're not making, you're not playing finals this year. It doesn't matter this year when you're seven weeks yeah. out. You're a bottom, bottom four side. It's fine. Get some other players. Had in. some niggles and had not much preseason. Had a back he broke injury. Broke his bloody back. Came back, <laughs> right? Well, that's right. A, a lot of people were pretty upset at the club about the condition he's in, but there's also just fitness reasons why, like injury reasons. I Could mean. you so, imagine breaking your back uh, this year and then playing football for oh, a season? Mate, I can't imagine breaking my back and then doing anything ever again. <laughs> exactly. So, good on McGovern, I say. Oh, brackets 11 McGovern. That's right. Um, yeah. I And plus, we've got the forward line at the moment that we can be a bit more flexible. You know, we've got... Uh, Mackay coming back, we can swing Casbolt up there. If he, they, they've listed him as as a defensive player this week with both Weedering and Marchbank out, who are big, big outs. Out. Weedering, I would Weedering say, is a top five of our out. best and fairest this Definitely. year. Definitely, how great is that as a story yeah. for Weedering? Because people kind of oh, came off him a little bit, and he's had second and third year blues. He had a bit of third year blues, right? This is yeah. his fourth year. Oh yeah, yeah. This is and year. there you go. He's still young. You knew it was going to take a while, but he's been very good this year. He's been very good. Well, big big, big men take time. It was a marvel the way he played, the way he did in his first year. That was incredible. Yeah. Um, and so, really, it's it's kind of, he's on track, I would have yeah. said. Fourth um, year in. Fourth year in, and he's still one of yeah. the best at your club. He's, you know, like you said, will be yeah, top five and your best and fairest. Imagine being 20, 21, and being the, uh, being the, the full back, playing for that Blues team that he was playing for the last couple of years. Like, Horrible. no help down the ground whatsoever. You look, you're getting your pants pulled down every week. You're looking stupid every week because you're in the last line of defence. And you're getting out position because no one else is playing any sort of defence down yeah. the ground or putting any pressure on the ball carrier. Like, yeah. horrible. And you're one, no out. Fun. you're one out with Buddy Franklin. You're 21. <laughs> right. Great. And this is a kid who's used to winning and used to being the biggest and one of the... And, like, the best on field at any game. So... He's he's had some 
kind of finding of himself to do as we all do it's, and, and I think he seemed and he seems to have found himself and found the back of Christian Petraka's head too which is a pain. oh I didn't say that didn't say a little ear massage there dude it, it was so silly he just he was they were running both they were both running to a contest and Petrarca was right in front of him, like directly in front of him. He had his eyes on the ball and he just ran into the back of him. Oh. It was inexplicable. Oh. Couldn't, couldn't get oh. it. Just, Weird. He had, <laughs> yeah, like it was bizarre. It was bizarre. I, I, I What you said, stroke, struck a chord there. You're so right. I forget about that when you're saying Wiedering was, you know, an overachiever. You know, he's a number one pick, but pretty much all of these kids who play are used to success and they're used to being the jet in their team. All of them. Right? Like I've, I've you Hell know, yeah. people we've come across in our, you know, friends and friends of and acquaintances, or whatever, and they talk about their time in junior footy, and you hear these names that aren't Jets now, and they're like, oh mate, I, I used to play with Brandon Materia. This, this is one. He used to apparently be unbelievable, just the best by a mile. Every game he played, the friend who used to play with him, and Brandon Materia is having a pretty good year now. But you don't think superstar yep. go, oh Brandon Materia. <laughs> You know, see, right? Best of an era, Brandon Matera. Yeah, but Brandon Matera, along with your Weederings, who was obviously a number one pick, a lot higher than Matera. But all of these, pretty much every player who played in the AFL was an absolute gun in their juniors, an absolute jet. Oh yeah, used to success and winning. And so to come into a team, a big profile team like the Blues, playing against men, and as a defender, and you want number one pick, and you're losing every week, it would be very tough. It'd be a grind. Oh God, damn oh. the pressure. And you've got no, you got no anything else to fall back on because that's your full time committed for basically your next twenty years if you make it that long kind of career. So tough, tough slog. Good on him, and it's a shame that he's out. But anyway, heart, um, heart, we, or gut, <laughs> head, heart, gut. This week, this I think I think it all aligns this week. So I think I think we're a good chance. I think we've pushed teams enough this year. We've got a bad record at the SCG, but this. This is David Teague's cup, <laughs> mate. This is David Teague's cup. The new blue. I think, yeah, man. We've had four games in a row. We've just given up 30, 30 point leads, which is a strange strategy to say the least. Um, Very weird. I know. I think that that's going to end with Crips in the middle. Um, I think that we're. I think a lot of players have figured out a lot about themselves in the way they play with Crips being out, and they've had to, and it's definitely to the benefit of our club. I think the fact that he hadn't had a break since 2017 oh, meant wow. that we didn't know what we were like without Paddy Cripps. And to see them play the way they have in the last three games and um, be comp- as competitive as they have in the last, was it two, three games? Anyway, that's, that's I think, a massive, massive upside to him being out. And I think that it's going to, with him back now and Harry McCarvey raring to go, I reckon. Plus, it's a... Those two outs in defence are bad, Weedering and Marchbank, but it's a pretty small ground, and they're not monsters up forward. No, and Franklin's not playing, right? He's not playing, is he? No, so, he's not playing. He's still injured. I, th- I think I'm tipping Blues, mate. I honestly think that this is a game they could easily win, and I don't think Sydney are very good. I think they're very good no. at the moment, and it's hard up there. No, but Sydney aren't like great up there, and Crips in the fast, the fast-paced attacking Teague Blues. I think you can get over him for sure. Hopefully you don't let him have a massive head start again, but you like to challenge yourselves. Apparently. 
Go Blues, man. Oh, just on last week's game, though, before we uh, move on from the Carlton-Sydney game, our skills were horrible. Oh, yeah. So points. was and Melbourne. S- and s- Melbourne's were bad, too. Yeah, I watched the first half, I think, and then I tuned in right at the end for the... Um, I actually mm. watched your finish over... Oh, excuse me. Talking about St Kilda and Carlton makes me yawn. <laughs> um, I actually flicked over... I had both running. I was watching Saints and Roos on the laptop and then watching the your game on my phone and then just kind of muted mine and watched the Blues and Melbourne because it was more entertaining than the Saints getting pumped by the Roos. But it, geez, that's a, uh, it was a tight finish. But you're right, the skills were very sloppy, weren't they? Yeah, and I don't. we haven't been that poorly skilled for ages and I don't expect them to repeat that um, for a whole, you know, for another week. So we'll see. Blues will win. We'll see. All right, next game of the round is at Lynn Launceston, um, University of Tasmania Stadium. Hawthorne taking on Fremantle. Um, this, well, look, fuck Fremantle. I don't know. Mm. Um, they they could, this would be a big win for them if they were to get over the line down in, in Tasmania. would be, and they've done, some, they've done it to a few teams this year where they've beaten teams that no one expected them to beat. So it's not beyond them. And the, yeah. Haw- and the Hawks aren't a superpower this year. They are tough down there. Um, and, and I think that's the only, I, th- I actually think if, if it was over in Frio, I think Frio would win this game and I purely cause it's in Tassie, I think Hawthorne will win. Yeah. And last week they, I mean, Collingwood weren't great, but Hawthorne won that game. If you, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. and I think that they can do it again. Yep. I think so as well. That's right. They beat the pies. It's a pretty big win. Hawks for us both. Emilio Esteban. Lockstep so far. All right. Uh, next game is 4.35 uh, at, down at the Dome. Uh, the, the, in what have proved to be some pretty interesting contests of times past, Essendon versus North Melbourne in uh, an eight-shaper, I would say. Absolutely. And a potential game of the round. Because um, you're right. Smoky game of the round. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I reckon they'll, it'll be so. a, a tight game. It'll come down to the wire. But I think... Uh, I think the Roos are a pretty unstoppable force at the moment. And uh, Dyson Heppel's out for Essendon. That's a pretty big out. He was out last week as well when they still beat the Swans. But I think that'll be a tough battle in the midfield. Without him there and with Cunnington and Zeeble playing the way they are, I reckon um, it'll be a fast-paced game at Colonial Stadium and the Roos will come out on top. They'll raise the roof. Uh, From a narrative point of view, I've been enjoying... Uh, Essendon's resurgence, but not as much as I've been enjoying North Melbourne's. And Same. from that perspective, I'm also tipping the ruse because, fuck, wouldn't it be huge to to have to have been had the start they had to their year, sack their coach, and then play finals? And shit, I I I know Brisbane's everyone's second favorite team, but I would be keeping mm. two eyes on North Melbourne's finals games oh, yeah. if they made it. Oh yeah, agree one hundred percent with second favorite team after Brisbane, but rising. They they play on a good brand of footy. Love Cam Zerha. <laughs> he's so good. Oh, he's so, so good. great to watch. And j- Got a bit of that. I've, no, I've not seen, uh, uh, apart from, I guess, Power Pepper, like, I don't know, I don't remember Player coming in their first year and being that much of a physical presence. Yeah, oh, he's huge, isn't he? Well, he did play, I think it was, this is his, like, maybe second, or even could be third year, but he's only played a couple of games. He hasn't played many games. Oh, okay. He's been, and he's been right dropped on. in and out in form and stuff, but he don't. He might have played five games or something, and he's... He's shown a few things. I remember last year or the year before messaging a friend of mine who's a Roos fan, Rolly, was saying, geez, I like this Cam Zerha guy. 
but he but apparently there was a lot of he had some deficiencies and heap of things he needed to work out. But now he's looking like he can play a full game, and he's got like this degoey presence about him. Like when he's in the forward fifty, he was dobbing him from everywhere last week. He hit five against the Saints. Man, yeah, I guess it shows you a bit about the anonymousness for North Melbourne from my point of view, but I didn't realise that. But he's uh, hard to miss now, but Oh, there it is. Big zingers. With zings like that, we know you'll be coming back next week listen to AFL. <laughs> oh, jeez. Couldn't even say it. Couldn't even fucking say the title. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, Speaking of people who can't do things well, the yeah. Suns yes. is the next game of the round. There we are. And they're taking on Adelaide uh, up at Metricon, mm. up on the up on the coast. This is a soft kill for Adelaide, but gee, wouldn't it be a good narrative for the Gold Coast to to start to to put a spanner in the works of of Adelaide's season? I'd love that to happen. I'm, I don't like Adelaide. Oh. Jeez, I don't like them. Eh? Nah. they're shit. I've made no secret about the fact you that I don't like Adelaide. I'm, I'm, I continue to. Yeah, I'm more and more on board. I don't know. Texas is frustrating, isn't he? And Don Pikes, he's, I don't know, he's like an angry richo. <laughs> Doesn't say much. <laughs> Everything's negative and unpleasing. Um, and I hope they lose <laughs> to the Gold Coast. But I, I, think yeah, they'll, I think they'll win. Should we both tip Gold Coast just to fucking... I'm tipping the Gold, tip Coast. the Gold Coast. Screw the Crows. Break that... What is it? 12 round, twelve game now or 11 game? Must be. Whatever It'd it is. It'd be a lot. Let's break it. Let's break it with our break willpower. It. Let's see if we got any. This will be a real test to see if we've got any spooky voodoo voodoo powers. Oh yeah! If you and I both get around the Gold Coast, we tip them. We really fucking tip with our brains and try and will them over the line. Send it out there. Let's check back in over the weekend and see if we've got any powers. Gold Coast for us both. Next game of the round is down at the Cattery. It's uh, the first place. Cats taking on your St Kilda in sitting in fifteenth at the moment. Um, yeah, I. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's it's not. You weird. might as well line us up against the wall and just get the firing squad out and get it over and done with, really. Because, jeez, I don't. Not looking forward to this one. No, they're going to be coming out, and, you know, breathing fire as the saying goes. Especially after, I mean, after last week's performance against those doggies. Yep. And oh. what a tune-up it will be. I can't see a yeah. world where we win. Like, I can't even imagine us winning, uh, even when we're playing great football at the start of the year. I just can't. We don't play well against them, not down there. Like, there's no world where... No one plays well down there, really. No, that's right. Not many. Yeah. Um, Though, I've got a couple of little silver linings for you. Let's okay? hear them. So, there, there are two... Two silver linings. First one is you get if you get pumped, absolutely pumped, then it puts another nail in Richo's coffin and brings Ratten a bit closer to the to the coaching interim coaching role. Obviously, for a later parachuting into Brad Scott. Yeah, that's right. Naturally, yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Our Lord and Savior. Or the other silver lining is that nobody expects anything at all from St Kilda in this game down there, so they can play with a bit of that freedom bit of that energy and and really there's no massive consequence because everyone's going to be expecting them to be pumped so, you're right you know. it is a bit of a free hit in that respect and again the players must know that they must know that they're not making finals people aren't tipping them people are office pressures on richo kind of nothing that you know you can be a bit nihilistic and go oh let's just play then you know <laughs> does it matter um 
Let, let's no. hope it's liberating, but I still think Geelong will beat us by the tune of 50, 55 points. Even in the wet. Wah! I reckon so. It's a big, they can it's st- a big margin. They can still beat. Good sides can still pile on goals in the wet, and, and we we don't look anywhere near it. So uh, I, I kind of hope there's a, the sadistic side of me kind of hopes we get spanked and then we suffer a bit and then Richo goes sooner rather than later. I'm, I'm tipping Geelong for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, you've, you've got... I mean, the, look, the, the the story of Rowan Marshall this year has been pretty exceptional. And he had another been great. Game, even, in, even in last week's defeat. Absolutely. Um, he's how's he going to go coming up against uh, Reese Stanley and Rudigalia and potentially fucking... Um, they're also been rucking Blitzars as well yeah. in part... Parts of games. That was working really well. Yeah, they were playing in yeah. each zone. The forward, right. center, and defense. Brad, uh, Chris Scott, the better Scott, was um, <laughs> not the lesser Scott. Brad Scott, um, yeah, was um, yeah, doing really int- interesting things. Some old school rucking, junior rucks, whoever's closest. Um, I think Ron mm. Marshall will will hand, will win pretty comfortably. Uh, mind you, Ray Stanley's athletic, so they'll match each other for that. He's quicker than Rowan Marshall, but Marshall can run all day. And but Marshall's so skilled, he'll get he'll get the wood over over him eventually. He's a great story, and so is Billings and Gresham becoming consistent, pretty great players. It's an interesting time for the Saints. I don't know what's going on with Jack Stephen. Like it's, it's all it's a strange one. He's our best player. He's our four time best and fairest. We just haven't had him all year. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, he might move down to Geelong. That could be. That's a bit of talk. Traded to Geelong. That'd be great. Mm. Love that. Um, Wouldn't that be good, eh? So good. Yeah. Lose your best player to the team that's first on the ladder yeah. at the moment. Yeah, good. That's awesome. Great. Have him. Go on. Yeah, go take him. We don't need him. He can just be a little cherry <laughs> yeah. on top for you guys. Just a twenty-eight year old. We'll take Brad. Brad Scott. Yeah, we'll get the. Right. We'll get your the shittier the twin shittier brother of brother. your coach, and you can have our best yeah. player. How you like that? Geelong. Boom. <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Geelong for me. All right, me too. Sun. I don't think it's by as much of a margin though, Bart. And I, I think not. that um, I think they're going to be. It's going to be uh, closer, and that Richo will keep his job for another week. There we go. Week by week for Richo. It is. He's got a week by week contract. Rolling week oh, by week. It's stressful. Oh. Uh, next game. This this will be a belter as well. I reckon at the G. Richmond taking on the Giants. Um, kind of teams at similar points. Um. Uh, although admittedly quite different ways of getting there, I think they're at similar points in their season as their kind of sixth, fifth positioning suggests. But Richmond are on the up after a bunch of injuries. GWS have had a fair number of injuries, um, but have been able to keep a lock hold on that top four position, but have just slipped out of it. Both teams really vying for that top four finish. Um, It's going to be an interesting one, um, but I... Probably will be picking the Richmond Tigers unless you can convince me otherwise. No, I can't this week. I, I have no um, fears that the Giants won't be a very competitive side that will go deep into September. That'll happen still. But this week, with, with where they're both at and with Richmond hitting some really nice form, form seems to last at least three weeks. The Tigers have hit it the last two yeah. weeks. This week, they're going to... They're playing at home. They've got this nice run to September. A lot of MCG games. Jack Revolt's back. back. Yeah, all of the, it's all happening at Tigerland, and I think it'll keep happening for this week. Giants don't play super Yeah, well Josh there. Kelly's out as well for the Giants. Yeah, it's tough for them, man. It's so hard. They've had a real rough run. They got Whitfield back, but I don't think that's enough. 
with where they, how they're playing. No, they lost to Brisbane. At no, home I think. Week. I think the Tiger Army will be out in some force as well. Yeah, can you imagine um, school holidays one one ten p.m. at the G? Yep. Um, there'll be thousands yeah. and thousands there, and there'll be not much representation from the Giants, and that's hard. That's hard to win. No, it is that that twenty uh, third man or whatever. Yeah, it's all right. The noise of affirmation. Hmm. Um, the Bulldogs, which is shaping up as quite a lovely little story, Love the um, taking on the the D's at, mm, at the at the home ground of the Bulldogs at, uh, under the dome. Colonials, that is. Yeah. Mm. Well, Colonial we uh, we talked up that narrative last week and started dreaming, didn't we? Saying, "What if the dogs beat the cats? You could see it happening." They've they've started to get a little roll on, and then just got a little sentimental thing about 2016. And we both tipped the dogs, and what tips they were. Um, and again, as though we needed more voodoo confirmation. Bro. That's right. That's right. That that is well. Now this week, if the Gold Coast game comes across, we know for sure that we have some serious fucking powers, <laughs> real deal stuff. Um, I think they'll win again. Melbourne. Me too. They look a far better side than Melbourne at the minute, because. And Melbourne are historically poor uh, down at the Dome. That's right. Yeah, they are. They've got a very bad record there. Um, and I think the Dogs will, will get over them pretty easily. Yeah. I mean, I think we played Melbourne in just a bit of form They um, last week. They, they had to beat us in the end. Um, and yet, the, look, I mean, those injuries, though. Tom McDonald really was the most influential player on the ground and then and then did his knee. Um, yeah. Sad story, but at least it's not a big injury. Um but I can't see them getting over the dogs with the, the belief and fight that the dogs have been playing with. That's that's like, that's the panacea to beat Melbourne. They're not playing with any belief or fight. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Playing with a real lack of belief. Oh, it's simple, right? Tipping should, should be simple. That's right. The dogs will win based on all of that. The, yeah. Um, and I think the I think the players are. I mean, I think we've said this before in the pod, Bart, but I think that it seems like to me like the demons have checked out really. Big time. They're going to reload. They're going to tank this little bit and get a top two or three pick, reload for next year when hopefully they show signs of their 2018 self and then just be back in it. Melbourne, tanking, Bart, you take that back. Hey, hey, you heard it. A he- proud old club. You heard it here first. The Melbourne demons. You heard it here first. Hot take. Whee. Hot tank. Damn. <laughs> what can, can I get some good odds on that, Bart? Oh, yeah, for Melbourne to, to tank? <laughs> Two to one. Two to one odds. So it's pretty even Ooh. money. Each way bet. Bart's big bucks. All right. Um, each way bet. Will you be having an each way bet? on? This is a pretty interesting game too. Um, could be game of the round also, right? It could also be. This is the other contender. At Adelaide Oval, at the really... Wonderful time slot of four forty on a Sunday evening. Love it. Um, Port Adelaide taking on Brisbane, but I guess prior to the season starting, you wouldn't have picked this being such a you wouldn't big have. Game. Who you would you know a year or two ago? Who the fuck cares? Port vs Brisbane at four forty on a Sunday, whereas now we're talking potential game of the round stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And we've been in lockstep, as you said, Emil, with every single one of our tips, which might not have happened this year. Maybe I'm just I'm just guessing. Who knows? <laughs> Certainly not me. Obviously. Yeah, let's not pretend we're keeping any sort of record. <laughs> yeah, of any count on these chips. Um, but this could be the first time. This could be an AF Eloquence first. Um, but I'm not sure if we're going to go the same way here. But my leaning, Emil, because you never tip Port Adelaide because they fuck you every time. And they're due, 
the what's the opposite thing that Port should do here when they've come off a big showdown win? Week before that, what did they beat the Cats? Is that what it was? Is this for three in a row? Maybe. Who yep. knows? But what would be the, the the classic thing for Port to do now? It would be to lose this game at home. Fire King Hindley and bring in Brad Scott. That's right. Get him to a prelim. Yes. Yeah, Got to get one. all the way to a prelim. Um, I think I think the Lions are in great touch, and Port I can't count on them. And it feels it would be fitting for Port to lose this game when they're the you know favourites to win it. It's at home and they're playing well. Brisbane Lions. I think. Shit, it's it's a really it's a really tough one to pick this one. It is. Um, it is a hard one, isn't it? Oh, and it's maybe stupid. At the Adelaide Oval, big big emotional victory last week. I you wouldn't have thought they'd be taking the fourth place Lions lightly, but I, you know what? I think they will. And I think that I tipped Port Adelaide last week, and they paid me back. They repaid the faith. They did. But I am not gonna drink my own tipping bath water on this. I'm not going to keep going to that well. I don't want to keep going to the port nah, d- and expecting a shipment of big Ws. <laughs> nah. Not at all. Sometimes your ship doesn't come in. That's right. And this week, the Lions won't be tamed. How many metaphors can I get God, into one beautiful. I'm, I'm working hard for it. It's a rollercoaster. It's a rollercoaster for me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to stay on that roller coaster and, and back it all the way to Brisbane Town. There we go. There you go. Go to Queensland, Lock. where all the theme parks are. Sit. That's right. We're sitting on that roller coaster together, but we're in. We're we're we've tipped every game this same. We're in Dreamworld, baby. Um, we're on the log ride. Oh yeah. Done. That's it. That's our right. tips. There it is. That's it. Amazing. There it is. And and look at Ooh, that. Yeah. It's only five o'clock. Five fifteen. Game will be on in a couple of hours. We've got it all out. We've got no history for y'all this week because we've. Uh, do you know why? Because putting out a podcast every week is fucking hard when you don't live in the same state. It's. Hard. I gave you a spiel for like five minutes while Bart was um, getting his delivery. Yeah. Um, I feel like that will stand the test of time. That's future history for exactly. you. Exactly. There you go. You go. There we go. We've got a future history bit this week. <laughs> I'm li- I'm very keen to hear that future history bit as well, and I will hear it in the future when I'm editing this in, the in about an hour's time, which I am. Um, and when we talk about it, it'll be history. Perfect. There it is. There it is, right here. What else do you want? AF eloquence, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amelia. That's the sound of Selma pretending to do an air horn. Amelia, yeah. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure this week. What a joy! It has. Thank you for thank you for another another. Good footy chat, Barty Absolutely. boy. Absolutely. And thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. As per usual, you will catch us on our... Is there anything else you need to say before we start wrapping up, Millie? Is that a... Except for that Brad Brad Scott is uh, an underrated coach who brought an underrated list of... Well, I was going to mention it to you um, off the air, but I might as well announce it on the pod. Um, I won't be joining us next week. I've actually been replaced by Brad Scott, who will be on the show from here That's on right. in. And who knows, Bart, he might he, he could take you to top four in the podcast rankings. I think he will. For a very specific demographic. <laughs> yeah, for a two for maybe a stretch of time, maybe two years, two in a row. And then uh, two years. we'll oh, come yeah. uh, knocking on your door in a very Brad Ratton-esque way and call you back, back home in a couple of years' time. But it's been a pleasure having you, Millie been an absolute joy we'll see you in a week's time happy football watching uh and much love to you thanks bye see you later guys we'll get brad scott in next week